We don't need any more torches. The old enchanter gestured toward the sparkle of blue reflecting off the cavern walls ahead. Streamlight will serve to guide us now. Nordis bowed toward Lord Thaddeus, then dropped the new torch he had just retrieved back into the moldy wooden chest by the wall. The partially spent torch in his other hand cast sporadic light along the rough stone passage, picking out seepage paths and ice-edged pools underfoot. Nordis checked the rope knotted about his arm and examined the bonds on their prisoner's slender wrists. As she strained away from him, Little puffs of vapor escaped from under her voluminous hood, marking her rapid breaths. She murmured, Please, you're in peril. He isn't. Nordis fumbled for his dagger in alarm. He hissed a furious silence, intending to add more. But the telltale quaver of the single word convinced him that was pointless. Could there be any action born of more folly than threatening a sorcerer, even one bound? What did she say? Thaddeus was already several yards ahead of them. The enchanter's bent silhouette defined more by the blue glow beyond them than by the flickering torchlight. Just please, and I think she started to threaten me, or us. Humph. She can't harm us, Nordis. Trust me. Lord Thaddeus turned and resumed walking toward the glimmering stream. Nordis used his forearm to blot his sodden leather sweatband. Then... Drawing a determined breath, he nodded and tugged the rope. Why had he told the enchanter only some of her words? He shook his head. Everything was confused, not as it should be. Though he loved and revered his master, he yearned to be finished with this task, to return to their home in the northern forest. The enchanter in his study, and he taking care of his master's needs, and his modest retreat. In all his travels, he had never visited a prison chamber devised for sorcerers, nor had he ever had charge of a follower of Wino's sex. How vulnerable and fragile the bound Neroli female appeared as she walked beside him. Who would think such malevolence could be spell-cloaked so thoroughly? Why did she keep up this pretense of innocence even now? What had she meant about peril? And the words, he isn't. Who isn't? Lord Thaddeus? He isn't what? Would to Alphysis he had let her finish her words? Finish them, and finish a spell of destruction as well? No, not possible. Thaddeus claimed she couldn't harm them. As one of the orders sworn to defend the land from evil, he would know. Still, it wouldn't hurt to take precautions. Nordis thrust his left hand within the pocket of his wooden jerkin and gripped the silver amulet he had hidden there. With his fingers pressing the sacred seabird hard against his palm, he hurried toward the great stream. The soft footfall of the young one whispered beside him, but Nordis counseled himself to refrain from looking towards her. If she spoke again, he simply wouldn't listen. As for her warning of peril, she knew where they were taking her and why. She very likely knew the names of the Zexian sorcerers she would be joining. Three prisoners inside and one to be added. 
Lord Thaddeus would have to find the door between the two streams, and he would have to open it, however briefly. Could a prisoner get out as she entered? Would she try to help the others escape, but distracting Lord Thaddeus? As the enchanter drew nearer to the sparkling blue light of Alphys's stream, he paused and lifted the five-sided wooden box he carried until he held it above his head. Nordis drew a breath in anticipation of the chime-like language of blessed enchantment he had heard on a few precious occasions. Thaddeus glanced toward him. Then, muttering guttural words mixed with hisses and whistles, he tossed the box upward, as if aiming it at the rough-chiseled ceiling. The box rose, and then hovered in place.